Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies, your workforce transformation partner. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts and explore best practices and innovative insights to help your organization improve performance. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Performance Matters podcast for part two of storytelling how-tos for learning and development. Joining me here in the virtual studio once again is master storyteller and fellow creative director, Eric Myers. Eric, how are you today? I am well, Mike. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing wonderful, especially because I've got a master storyteller captive here where I can just pick your brain here. So I know it's been several weeks with the magic of podcasts where um where we've been talking about things in the in our past session you know we we sort of broke down this idea of what is storytelling um you introduced a very cool three-step process of how you approach this idea of really crafting a story almost out of thin air so uh listeners if you haven't checked out the episode, I believe it is 101, believe it or not, uh, part one of storytelling, I would encourage you to go back in there. Eric had outlined an idea of, and this is his patented process. I believe it's patented. I don't know. You tell me, Eric, if it's pending <laughs> or not. But it was concept. So what is the thing you're looking to frame your story on? Color, which is what are the experiences uh, surrounding your concept. And then the challenge would be, what does that behavior change or that desired action change? Kind of like the moral of the story that you want, uh, your audience to, um, do think, believe, feel going forward. So Eric, how did I do with that synopsis of talking about the overall uh, process? Do I get like a, that, a B minus? I mean, no, anything you want to add to that? A minus sounds good. <laughs> It's I'll like take a, it. it's, I'll take it. Yeah, because you, you can never give anybody the pure A because then they're like, oh, I'm perfect. I don't need to improve. Just kidding. <laughs> no, that was great. What am I missing here about what we kind of recapped about what is storytelling? Why, you know, how many, let me ask you this. Why does it matter? Let's say that. Why is it so important in business and learning development to have stories? So yeah. for those that can't just bother, um, you know, scrolling to episode 101 and doing that, why does it matter again? Real quick. Good. Well, yeah, I would say that it matters, especially for learning and development, because we're in the business of transformation. We're in the business of developing talent, helping people learn new things. And stories have been proven throughout history to be useful for this. And so it's a little bit of a shame that we're just talking about it now in, in well, 2023. But uh you know, hey, better late than never. <laughs> Absolutely. So t- right now we're going to talk about some how-tos, dive into some real tips and strategies. So Eric, from your perspective, how can storytelling apply to learning and development? So give me a couple of examples just offhand where you're going, you're seeing opportunities to do this. Yeah, I, I see it all the time. And I mean, I guess it's it's the benefit of of being a creative director in this space where we're constantly seeing content or or deliverables or whatever that are intended to be for training purposes and learning purposes is that I, I keep seeing us do a lot of 
what I would just call stuff and things. <laughs> we're we're delivering what was that? documents. Stuff and things stuff or stuffing things. things. No, stuff okay. and things. But stuff like and an things could be interesting. interesting. Okay. Yeah, ampersand. There you go. <laughs> stuff and things. Uh, like and learning things. and development. But okay. yeah, I see that we deliver a lot of things like that because we get in the rhythm of, you know, we, we want to deliver things and we're on deadlines and all this kind of stuff. But I think that when it comes to applying storytelling to L&D, first of all, it is a process uh, to, and it, and it is time consuming to really be intentional about developing or bringing a storytelling mindset to a learning and development project or a particular deliverable. It's not something that you can just, you know, you can't whip out a couple paragraphs and call it good and think that you built good story into there. Uh, so it applies because like, like I was saying in the beginning that stories, yeah, they, they can help teach things. They can help inform, right? But they can also inspire. They can also entertain they can also prompt an audience to take some sort of action. And that depth of storytelling and that depth of impact is something that we often don't get to in L&D because we're more interested in just telling the what. What is it that the learner oh, needs to right. know? Feed them facts. And we see it across industries, right? Some industries are worse than others at it. Um, but I think that's the problem is that we – we have an opportunity to achieve real transformation through storytelling, but we get in the habit of just communicating the what, and we don't really get into the impact, you know, that we could have um, talking so about whatever that things, topic is. As you said. Yeah, stuff and things. It's, <laughs> stuff and things. <laughs> stuff and th I say that all the time, but, you know, when, whenever we're creating something, I'm like, are we just making stuff and things? <laughs> People will get sick of me saying that, but. No, I, I like. I like what you're saying there. So you're saying we can apply it. We need to start with that intention of where's an opportunity, you know, being intentional about our, what are you, what are you actually doing instead of just getting into making content? It's like, yeah, do we have an yeah. opportunity here to lock in the learning to, to, you know, just like we've said with cave drawings, it's like, we have an opportunity to transfer that knowledge in a way that's more effective and more meaningful. Yeah, I think I think meaningful impact is what we're after. Uh, learning okay. and development. If if learning and development professionals could could kind of harness that, that would mm -hmm. make a huge difference in the things that we create for the learner. Okay, uh, so I want to also pivot here because you know part of what we do in learning development as an independent company is you also have to win the business. You have to win projects mm -hmm. where we're often not employees per se, but we are uh, discussing and persuading clients of our value proposition and everything. So um, have you seen storytelling as an approach in that vein, in terms of the, the selling process, the marketing process? Yeah, absolutely. And that is probably professionally, that is likely where I have the most experience. And one of the things that sticks out for me, and it's a it's a it's a badge of honor because it's almost <laughs> to the point of ridiculous, is uh I was involved in a project where we literally wrote a children's book uh <laughs> as the as the pitch, if you will, to the client. And they were so intrigued by the fact that 
this is what we delivered as our proposal response that they invited us to come present it. Well, we went <laughs> all in. We doubled down. We said, grab your carpet squares, turn the lights down. It's nappy time. We're going to sit up there with a little Whoa. spotlight and read the book. And that's the purest thing that I can think of. I mean, it's it's literal storytelling. Okay. And it's so in the sense of sense. Let me, <laughs> let me just clarify this. You mean you actually produced like a Dr. Seuss book or something like that? Is that yes. what you're saying? Absolutely. And <laughs> it's funny you say Dr. Seuss because – it was very much along the lines of that kind of thing. It was uh, highly illustrated. The the uh, the words. It was you know very short and rhymy and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, good call. So like the the purchasing person was probably like, dude, where's my PowerPoint deck? Right? Exactly. And they've got this beautiful analog book in their hand. That's awesome. Well, okay. Yep. So before we even talk about all that stuff, did you end up win winning the business? Of course. I wouldn't tell the story if we didn't, <laughs> unless it was a lesson like, in failure. But no, that was yes. The lesson was, <laughs> the lesson was, yeah, I lost my job, and <laughs> no, 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 no. Storytelling, don't do it, kids. It's a costing you every chill. Yeah, that was, that one was a, a positive outcome for sure. And and we've done okay. you know uh, some similar things that were, I would say, from a that client storytelling perspective, were equally right. as theatrical. You know, uh, in terms of bringing that element of storytelling and thematics and whatnot to the experience, but yeah, there is an opportunity to do it uh, on the on the client facing side for sure. When you're trying to win okay, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna put your storytelling chops on the spot here, and let's just say you've got client X. We'll just say it's Acme Incorporated, okay? And they've asked you to uh, propose a uh, let's say a, let's say a learning transformation for acne. Okay. Mm -hmm. And in the typical concept, you'd come in, you'd say, here's our recommendations. Here's what it looks like. And, you know, then the meatball at the end, which is always, it says next steps. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> kind yep. of thing. What would you say? Like, if you were kind of framing that out and you said, you know what, we want to come in and we want to tell a story and you know what, we're, we're not going to go as far as you did of making a Dr. Seuss book. We're going to use PowerPoint <laughs> You know, uh, you know, I don't want to give my security blink, but how would you weave? What would be some suggestions you'd say to weave a story into a client pitch or presentation? What would be some essential recommendations using your your concept color and challenge um, archetype? So let's just take, for example, the, the you said the Acme, right? Let's say the Acme. Yeah, let's learner. just say it's Acme. Right. Yeah. So so I'd say, OK, if the objective for the Acme end learner is to, uh, you know, we want them to do something different so that Acme can sell more, something like that. And the thing that we're asking them to do different, it would be a dramatic change for that end user or that end learner. So what we can do is say, okay, if we recognize that that is a dramatic change, what do we know about this learner in terms of their ability to adapt to change? And if we say, well, they, they haven't dealt with change very well in the past, they've been resistant we can start to infer that this is going to be a very difficult process because we're asking them to make a quantum leap from where they are today to where the client wants them to be by the time we're done with them. And we know that they're going to be resistant to it. So now what we can do is start looking at each other in the room and say, let's talk about hard experiences we've had, tough things, tough moments, things where we had to, to push through to get to the other side. And the other side was great. 
So once we start doing that, we start sharing stories, we might find something that, let's just say our account person who knows Acme says, oh my gosh, I know that this client dealt with something similar to what you talked about, Eric. You talked about this experience with da 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 Hey, let's use that as the foundational story because we know that it's going to connect with our client audience in a meaningful way. There's a shared experience there. And as long as we can tie it back to the, the challenge, the behavior change, if you will, then we're going to have something that wins. So if we, if we look at that concept color challenge, we know that the challenge is the end behavior that we want to achieve. We know that the color is the experience that we agreed would resonate with the client. And the concept is what we're after, right? The concept is this it's selling more or whatever. The, it's the goal that the client has that if the, if the person does the thing, they're going to achieve this. So we have all the components there. It's just a matter of how do we organize them. And sometimes when you're coming up with, in that case, like a client story situation, it's really hard to do it on your own. You do, you do need a team because you need to have that intelligence around what is the client that we're dealing with? What's their personal experience with different mm. things in life? What's their life journey? We need to know what the experience is of the, the end learner and where they are. So it's, it, takes a, it takes a village, so to speak, if you want to put something compelling together um, with that kind of client-facing storytelling. Interesting. So it's almost like, you know, we always hear about, uh, you know, in the entertainment world, there's a writer's room and people are, mm -hmm. you know, vibing ideas off. Maybe when it's your proposal, you have that proposal room. And so maybe one of those questions that uh, you might want to ask to the group is just really, uh, yeah, what's, what is this, you know, obviously you have in a request for a proposal, what the client wants, but it's like, okay, what, what are the challenges in making that happen and then maybe how do we weave that into uh, a narrative where you even address some of those very real things like you said change is hard and you know here's here are some ways that your organization will be uh facing this and doing this and mm -hmm. you know you bring a an actual central character into it or something like that is that is that kind of what you're saying i think that's a good synopsis and there's also one other thing that i i would say from a a tips and tricks perspective. And that is okay. ask or pose the question to your client in that case. Have you ever start with that? So if we go back to the example we were talking about where we have a group that's resistant to change and it's going to be very difficult, right? The have you ever question could just be, Hey, Mr. And Ms. Client, have you ever experienced a situation where you had to do something that you really didn't want to do, right? You get their head nod. Then you have the launching point for your story and you've got them connected right off the bat because they have immediately connected with a shared experience that you just asked them about. That's one other thing that I'd say from a, uh, if you were selling a story to a client, uh, that's one thing that I'd do. Okay, Eric. So um, let's apply this now to more, uh, when I say participant facing, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, like learning content. So something it's the stuff and things, but we want to do stuff and things better. And uh, we want to inject some storytelling into learning and development here. So right. what would be um, some, some approaches that you would have for our listeners? When we're talking about deploying learning and development initiatives across an organization, 
you know, we could be talking tens or hundreds or thousands of participants, all of whom have unique experiences. So it is not a, it is not exactly the same, but I do think there are some shared elements. One of those things being, you've got to be able to tune into what we would consider universal human either experiences or emotions. Uh, we, we don't, so if we think of that, the, the, the concept color challenge model, right? The colors that we all bring to our lives are going to be vastly different. So if I try to infuse, and I'll just, I'll give you an example for me personally. When I started my career as a police officer, um, you know, it was cut short due to an injury. And for me to infuse that story about me being a police officer and getting injured into a learning and development program that's going to touch 10,000 people who none of whom are cops <laughs> that doesn't really make a lot of sense right it, it it just wouldn't be a story that that audience would necessarily buy into and it's not to say that you can't share unique stories in a learning and development context but you have to be really sensitive to how it might be perceived kind of unintentionally because if i make a story too personal to my life and you don't relate to it, you're going to infer something from that that I may not intend. So we have to be very careful to develop stories that are rather universal. And sometimes that means people will go, ah, it's gonna be, everything's gonna be boring. Everything's gonna be vanilla. Well, not necessarily. Now that's where the art of the storytelling comes in. So you could take, and I'll just throw out an example. If you did something around the concept of loss, right? Everyone on the planet who is a of professional working age, I would say has experienced loss of some kind, whether it's the loss of a relative, a friend, a pet, a job, uh, loss in the sense of like you didn't achieve something you wanted to. It doesn't have to be death, right? It could be something that's just mm -hmm. a feeling of you feel let down, all right? So there, there's a concept I could tell a very simple story of somebody, and let's just take school for example, somebody who really tried hard, did their best, was really looking forward to getting that that 100% on, on their final exam and in eighth grade or something like that, and then they didn't achieve it and they felt let down. Okay, it, pretty basic story. We've, we've probably all experienced that. So on the surface, it may not seem that interesting, but if I can develop the character who experiences that thing enough and I can get the learner to look at that character and see a bit of themselves in that character as I develop him or her, then we've got a little bit of an emotional connection. So when we tell the story of them getting a B on a test instead of an A, the learner isn't going, I don't care. They're like, oh, that stinks. And if they had that reaction, <laughs> you know that you can now present them with whatever the challenge is that you want to present to them in the learning space, right? You've got to get the learning audience hooked on the character and relating to the character in some sort of shared way. That's hard to do. And that's why I say this is the kind of thing that you can't do in a day and, and turned out that deliverable of things and stuff <laughs> or stuff and things. Right. But you've got to be really, really intentional about how is everything that I'm telling you about this character helping or hurting the emotional investment of the learner in that character's story. And if hmm. I can get to the end of that and go, no, I think I've got something compelling here, 
then you can kind of leap to now do you want what do you want your learner to do with that information it's it's nuanced but it's different i would say in some cases it might not be as hard as someone might think because if if the stuff and things that you're making is really role focused like it's it's not you know it's very much for let's say a sales associate or a customer service associate in a very specific industry, I think you could actually go back to if if your organization has done a proper design thinking and learning session, you've got personas that you are basing and validating things off of. I think you could essentially bring those personas to life and, and start really touching the heartstrings of someone. Because if I'm taking one of these learning pieces, let's say it's an e-learning or it's a video, and I'm basically a a living, breathing version of that persona. You're going to get my attention pretty quick when you start adding, uh, you know, connecting me to the character beyond just the character is here and what option of this branching scenario, right? You're, I'm actually 100%. caring about them, as you said in part one. So go back to that one if you haven't listened to it, gang. Um, that you're along for the ride with this person. Yep. Um, I. I, I'm gonna get just it, get them in the passenger seat, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna say to you, Eric. Maybe for us, it maybe doesn't have to be as frightening if you're dealing with a very specific topic. Now, if it's a company wide type thing, you're right. Ugh, then you yeah, could be. Different. I would say there, but you're kind of getting me excited about this this idea though of tying back to personas and going, okay, how do we bring that to life and make people care about this individual and. And, you know, or at minimum, just pay attention to them. Yeah, I you think know, there's, so that's that's cool. There are some lessons that learning and development professionals could take from marketing. And you're nailing it right there, talking mm. about personas. No responsible marketing professional would launch some initiative without considering their audience personas that they built their campaigns for. And we should be doing the same thing from the L&D perspective, but I know, and I've I've fallen victim to this many times before we sometimes again, go to the stuff and things or things and stuff, whichever way you want to go. Uh, we tend to, to sometimes ignore that. We don't stop long enough to ask a question. Who's really the audience that we're dealing with? And do you have learner personas built? And if the client doesn't, then we should stop long enough to, to develop those because you're a thousand percent, right? If we, try speaking to someone that's not willing to hear us because we're not speaking their language or in a way that resonates with them, we're missing a huge opportunity. And that's, that should be basic blocking and tackling, but it is hugely important to developing good story content. So I'm with you a thousand percent. Let's get in our soapbox and take a stand there. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's say this. So if you are listening to this and you're saying, okay, how do you get started? I think what you're saying, Eric, is Let's go back to the basics of you should, in a modern learning organization, the idea is the learner's experience trumps the content. And that's exactly, if you're solving or making products in the marketing world, you start with a design thinking session where you go, okay, what is our targeted learner's challenge? What is their life like? You're not going, I am making a product. You're going, what is... What are it's the idea of see a need, fill a need. And I think with with what you're talking about, uh, if we 
stop, we invest in a proper design thinking session that's focused on the learner and their experience. Um, I think we could actually unfold a lot of compelling stories along their learner journey. So it might just be, you know, there's the idea there's five moments of learning need that we've heard Matt Donovan talk about on the, on the pod several times. And one of those is when stuff goes wrong, when I need to learn something new, um, you know, when I'm just learning for the first time, when I'm expanding and each one of those, if you've got that persona, man, I, now I'm starting to see everything go where you could apply your concept color and challenge to those each of those touchstones and then just kind of like star wars with the clone wars and jar jar binks you, then you have all the little <laughs> storylines unfold off of that so yep. uh, i think i think you're on to something here this is amazing stuff um i know we've kept you for a long time eric so to end part two i would just say um i know you mentioned joseph campbell and the hero with a thousand faces as a book do you have any other resources that you'd recommend for those that are aspiring to kick up their learning and development game? Uh, probably the best thing, and this is, it's going to sound cheesy, but listen and watch others. Go find somebody, and it could be online, or you could actually go find and look up stuff in your local area where they're having storytelling events, or even, like I said, spoken word events. Um, or find, find somebody on YouTube that you really enjoy because what I will tell you is that there is such a wide variety of styles and approaches to storytelling like there are some I cannot remember the name of the gentleman but he's a Scottish guy and you know outside of just the accent being very endearing he's one of these guys that even on camera he just he sucks you in and I don't know what it is about him I don't know if it's technique I don't know if it's kind of his character, his look, but there are certain people that you'll gravitate to. And so I would encourage people to, to look and listen and watch others and pick up little nuggets from them. If you're a reader, start with Joseph Campbell. It'll take you a while to finish it anyway. <laughs> and then from there, there are many <laughs> other subsequent publications that he did around the kind of developing the story concept even more. Um, or yeah or get plugged into some sort of local thing in your scene whether it be around poetry or actual literal uh, you know storytelling organizations that's what i would do okay so eric when you said the scottish guy was it the guy that does the give me the baby is that the, <laughs> is that the one you're talking about <laughs> nope but I, but i'll take that you keep the mojo <laughs> give me the baby give me the baby <laughs> not that one i believe his name was mike Meyer. oh no 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 <laughs> i don't I know if we'll keep that one remember. give me the baby give me the baby my, my baby back baby back baby back Rips. oh dude hey well listen eric on behalf of our many listeners around the globe i want to thank you for sharing so much of your wisdom and knowledge and, and experiences and story with us over the past two sessions. So thank you so much, sir. You got it. It has been a pleasure and I look forward to uh, next time we can connect up and do something else fun. This was a blast. The Performance Matters podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts or listen on our website at gpstrategies.com. 